2: Hi, listeners, welcome back. I'm Nadra Glover Tawab, and you need to hear this. This week, we'll be talking about a high drama family situation. When we come from situations that have lots of drama, there's a belief that chaos is a part of relationships. Getting those relationships to a healthier place, especially when it's family, can take a lot of energy out of us and it impacts other relationships. The good part is we have so many choices and we get to decide how we want to show up in relationships. When the drama in our family is people overstepping and asking questions that we aren't prepared to answer, It's really important to know that we are in control of the narrative. And just because someone asks us a question or they have an opinion, it doesn't mean that we have to take that information and use it in our lives. And we don't have to answer every question that's asked. I know you're wondering, how do I do that? I think a really big part of it is deciding which questions you don't want to respond to. You know the people who will always ask you about dating, the people who will always ask you about what's next. And when you know in advance how the conversation will go, you can choose to have like an automated response to say, you know, maybe I don't want to talk about what's next because I'm still figuring it out or dating is a difficult topic for me. How do you respond when you know this person is going to say something? So let's get into the letter for this week. Just realize how toxic my aunt is. She likes to ask the inappropriate probing questions, make me feel uncomfortable, and always causing or talking about drama. She talks behind people's backs and is very self-centered. Possibly a narcissist or in that realm. What is a narcissist? I hear this word thrown around so much, so often. I was reading something online a few weeks ago, and it was a celebrity's post. And in the comments, someone said, this person is a narcissist. And I thought that was really interesting because we didn't have enough information to diagnose a person. When we're using the word narcissist, we're talking about, I think we're talking about a high drama person when there are other things that might go along with that label. So be careful not to see them only as the thing that you think they are, but to think about them as a person. When I think about a person causing a lot of drama, I think about how hard it must be in their own lives to see themselves and how they only can see other people and their situations and drama. They are unable to have a level of discernment about how they add to situations or who they are in situations. So with family, sometimes we do see narcissism. Sometimes we do see, you know, maybe gaslighting. But if we could stick to the person and the description of the behaviors, it can be a little bit easier to address the problem with people. After a vacation with her and my cousin, I realized it was too much their toxic relationship. She talks poorly of her daughter to everyone, and my cousin caused major drama on vacation. I pulled back, my way of not confronting directly. It's been months, and I am better and at ease. No drama. My sister and I are sure our aunt thinks she is the one not talking to us due to vacation drama, but it's the opposite. My aunt recently sent me a text message saying she missed me and loved me, and it has been a long time since we talked. It was timely as my other cousin, her other daughter, was coming to visit me. I know this was a manipulative move on her end to somehow insert herself. My cousin did say she has no friends due to her toxic behavior. I hear a few things here. I hear that your aunt is not only impacting the relationship with you, but also the relationship with your sister, her daughter, and I'm sure other family members. When this is the case, it is easy for us to gang up on this person and to maybe, um, Do it as a way of receiving some support, to do it as a way to be in community around what we're going through. It's helpful and it's also harmful. Your relationship with your aunt is personal. It is one-on-one. And although many people have issues with her, your issue is unique. I wonder if she would understand the situation if it was clearly Stated to her your overall problem, not just the situation on vacation. How did you respond to that text? Sometimes no response to people, they're able to create their own story. And it's okay for us to not want to be in relationship with people, but is it OK for us to continue carrying that energy when we're talking about it with, you know, maybe your sister and her, her daughter and other family members? It doesn't seem like you've released the hold the relationship has on you. So it may be helpful for you to. At minimum, you know, check in with yourself to see what you still feel about the situation, what resolution might look like. It might not look like rekindling that relationship with your aunt, but it could be you really saying, I feel betrayed. I feel hurt that my aunt is not acting like an elder. I feel upset because she is saying things about me and other people that may not be true. You don't need that validation and that community support because what you're feeling is real. You have many examples of what's happening. So I'd encourage you to have your relationships focus on you and not just that drama because I'd hate for you to create a situation where there is more drama based on what's said between you and other people. In the family. I like to go back to the portion of the letter where you say, It's been months and I am better and at ease, no drama. Sometimes when we're leaving these high conflict, high chaos relationships, it feels better to be out of them. And then there's this re-triggering when the person texts you or, you know, all the other people in the relationship start to talk about the situation. You're re-triggered. So to maintain that peace, I wonder how can you really get away from the situation? It may not just be having, you know, some protective boundaries with your aunt, but also your sister, also your cousin and letting them know that, I'm trying to be at ease with this relationship and I don't want to constantly talk about my aunt or I'm trying to be at ease with this relationship and I understand she's still doing things to other people, but I prefer not to hear about it. So it's not just about creating those boundaries in your relationship with your aunt, but also letting other family members know that you're really trying to maintain that peace and so you may not want to hear about what's happening with other family members. There are times when it's helpful for us to have a direct conversation with someone, and there are other times where we may risk being injured because they're not prepared to have that conversation. You will have to discern if this is a person that you can speak to about these issues or if this is something that you need to work through on your own with your aunt because she likes the drama and the chaos do you want to go to her with this information and tell her exactly why you stopped talking to her do you want her to continue in her own conclusions about the situation could it be something maybe short and sweet that you say maybe a text she she texts you maybe you respond in text and say Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while, and it's about more than vacation. There are things in this relationship that just doesn't work for me. There are so many ways to have, you know, maybe that conversation without creating more drama. I've certainly, in high conflict situations, responded to a text with a very direct sentence about, where I am with the relationship, because there are some people who cause further harm. They will try to get you to change your mind about the situation, they will try to change the details in the situation. And it can be more harmful than helpful to have those conversations with people who are not interested in repairing and healing. We'll revisit this after our next break. So your first question was, do I call her or text her back? You know, when people text us, I think that's a wonderful way to respond in the mode in which we were contacted. So it's okay to text someone and to say something, again, very short, very clear and direct. The challenge with texting sometimes is we'll get into text arguments. We'll be there, you know, for eight hours. We'll go back and forth. And you have a lot of power in this situation to send one or two texts and just say something. And if she continues to respond, you can stop. You don't have to have the conversation via text. If you feel that you want to call her and hear her voice and let her hear your voice, you can do that as well. I know that with texting sometimes there's so much stuff now like don't argue via text. And I think that's true in most cases, but it's not a one size fits all approach. There are some people who you can't have a face to face conversation with or even call to talk through things because they don't have the language and they may be very hurt. So if text is what feels best, go ahead and text your aunt back. You want to know how to navigate this situation in a healthy way. I mentioned a few things earlier about protecting your mental space around this, and that could look like, again, you know, not having everyone talk to you about the situation, also not rehashing the situation with lots of other people in the family. There may be times where you want to talk through what happened, process your pain, and that's okay. But certainly monitor when it's starting to be um, a predominant part of your conversations with other people. You can also know that, you know, your aunt, it sounds like if, if this is the pattern that she has, you know, with her own child, with you, with other family members, that she is already struggling with a lot of pain, perhaps some that she's not ready to tap into yet. And so I wonder if there's some compassion that you can have for her in her situation. You can be compassionate and not want to deal with her. It's not like I have to be compassionate and be in relationship. You can be compassionate and say, oh, how hurt she must be to inflict this level of pain. And for you, you know, there's a lot of family history from what I see around gossiping. You know, how do you want to break the cycle? How do you want to be a more healthy person in your family? That can start with figuring out how you might contribute to drama, figuring out ways to be more clear in your communication with people, really starting to curate relationships with those family members who have a similar sense of being in relationships. That can be a really healthy way to move forward in your relationship with yourself and with other family members. When I first saw this letter, I said, oh my gosh, is she talking about my aunt and my cousin because... This felt familiar. I think so many of us can identify with some level of drama in our families. And it's important that we are not perpetuating. And it's important that we are clear about what the issues are. So these type of letters are always really exciting to me because it shows we have now noticed the unhealthy patterns, and we're ready to address them. You need to hear this. My friend Alex said, dysfunctional relationships are not your resting place. And I want to add to that, chaos is not your resting place. There are so many of us who, within our families, there is chaos. And we feel like because it's the norm, that it is acceptable. That is something we have to tolerate. But you have a choice. You can decide to be a part of the chaos or you can step away from it. And it's not always leaving the relationship. It can be changing the way you show up in the relationship, being an advocate for low chaos. Hey, I don't want to hear about that. Please don't tell me anymore. Oops, sound like you're going down the wrong path. You have the option to be the change that you wish to see in your family. You Need to Hear This is an iHeart production hosted by me, Nedra Glover Tawab. Our executive producer is Joelle Bonique. Our senior producer and editor is Mia Don Taylor. Send us a voice memo with your questions about boundaries and relationships at You Need to Hear This at iHeartMedia.com. Please be sure to rate our show wherever you listen to it and share this episode with someone who needs to hear this. Talk to you next time.
1: The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God.